Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stand by OTR three three two. Three, two, one, OTR three, three, two, coming in.
Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. It is 6.28 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 332 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. As we will, of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, courtesy of our friends at both CNN and 411mania.com, we'll bring you, of course, a handful of some of your pop culture headlines here for today. Plus, <coughs> excuse me. Plus, also, we will be bringing you <coughs> our pop culture history and birthday report. And also, ladies and gentlemen, to get you prepared for tonight's edition of Revolution, we will bring you some also some wrestling headlines that will be, will, will be also be coming in courtesy of 411 Mania sometime towards the end of the show. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one four one three eight seven pound, and press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, this evening. <clears throat> and now let's not waste any time, ladies and gentlemen. It is now exactly six six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, this is, of course, Wednesday, December 21st, 2022, four days before the big Christmas holiday. Good to have you here, of course, here with you, with us. And I hope you, of course, you are enjoying the holiday season, of course, as it will, stem, as it will of course, form up to be a very nice one indeed. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get started. Our first going to our friends at CNN. I bring you, of course, some of the, some of the top five headlines out there right now. In order to access that, we will go down to the Amazon Echo Dot and say the following: Alexa, current news. Chad, here's your news from CNN. This is a CNN breaking news alert for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022 at 423 p.m. Eastern Time. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol said it now anticipates its final report will be filed and released tomorrow. The committee also said the release of other records is possible today. The panel originally said the report would be released today. For more on this story and others, listen to the next edition of CNN 5 Things at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello from CNN. I'm Afalma DK with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, December 21st. We begin with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's visit to Washington, D.C. today. He's meeting with President Joe Biden and top administration officials. It's his first visit overseas since Russia invaded Ukraine in February. Today, the Biden administration announced an additional $1.85 billion in military aid for Ukraine, which includes Patriot missile defense systems to fend off Russian attacks. 
During the joint meeting with Zelensky in the Oval Office, Biden marked 300 days of Russia's war in Ukraine. Ukrainian people continue to inspire the world. Uh, I mean that sincerely. Zelensky thanks the American people, Biden, and Congress for their, quote, much-needed support. All my appreciations from my heart, from the heart of Ukrainians, all Ukrainians, all the appreciation to you, Joseph, Mr. President, for your big support and leadership of us. Your many countries helped us and are helping now because the world is not over. Americans, I really appreciate he also gave Biden a military medal that belongs to a Ukrainian captain. Tonight, Zelensky will give a speech before a joint meeting of Congress. The January 6th House Select Committee now anticipates its full report on its investigation into the Capitol insurrection will be released Thursday. CNN's Sarah Murray has a preview of what we can expect to see. It's eight chapters, there could be appendices that go along with it. We could start to see some of these transcripts. You know, we're talking about hundreds of pages here that we are going to be sifting through. You know, the committee already made the big news about their criminal referrals, but this lets us get into the meat of the underlying evidence. Some of that evidence is expected to include details on, quote, specific efforts to obstruct the committee's investigation. We're also expected to learn details of former President Donald Trump's effort to visit the Capitol following his speech on the ellipse and the confrontation with his security detail when he didn't get his way. We may also get insight into Trump's fundraising efforts between the 2020 presidential election and January 6, 2021, where he falsely claimed election fraud. Disgraced FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried could return to the U.S. today, where he faces eight charges of fraud and conspiracy relating to his failed crypto exchange. This morning, he agreed to be extradited, and his attorney said Bankman-Fried hopes the process would happen immediately. He's been held in the Bahamas where FTX is based. Once he's processed in New York, Bankman Freed will appear before a Manhattan judge for a bail hearing. Sources say his lawyers are trying to work out a bail arrangement where he wouldn't have to be detained. Otherwise, he'd have to wait for a trial in the Metropolitan Detention Center, which former inmates and advocates say has inhumane conditions. Federal prosecutors say Bankman Freed orchestrated one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. If he's convicted on all the charges against him, he could face life in prison. Before House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked earlier this year, U.S. Capitol Police hadn't checked her home security in four years. Police Chief Thomas Manger told CNN's Pamela Brown that they will now check her home more frequently and do security assessments whenever there's a leadership change. On October 28th, authorities say a man broke into the Pelosi's San Francisco home and violently attacked Paul Pelosi. Court documents say the intruder was looking for Nancy, but she was in Washington at the time. Manger said she was already a top priority for police even before this incident. We had more folks focused on her safety than any other member of Congress because of the numbers that she had and because of the, the position that she holds as Speaker of the House. Coming up, an NFL great has died. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, and this week on Chasing Life. Color is overwhelmingly the most common secondary attribute in synesthesia. That's Dr. Richard Saitoic. You know the word anesthesia means no sensation, so synesthesia means joined or coupled sensations. Listen to Chasing Life on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. Hey, welcome back. Pittsburgh Steelers legend Franco Harris has died at age 72. The Pro Football Hall of Fame cited his family, but didn't give a cause of death. Harris was best known for a play with Terry Bradshaw called the Immaculate Reception, a game-winning touchdown catch. 
he reflected on the play recently with Fox Sports. Oh, yeah, well, we put the ball in Terry's hands. Yep. No, and the rest is history. The rest <laughs> yeah. is history. He died just days before the 50th anniversary of the iconic NFL play. A four-time Super Bowl champion, Harris's number 32, was going to be retired at this Saturday's Steelers game. Thanks for listening. Tune into our next episode at 10 p.m. Eastern. Alexa, stop. We do, of course, ladies and gentlemen, thank our friends at CNN for, of course, providing those stories here this evening. And we also, of course, want to, of course, emphasize about how about how great it is, of course, to have the Amazon Echo Dot is a very useful research tool, of course, <clears throat> and of course, what it could be helpful, of course, in your home, whether, of course, you need it for a child's project at school, or, of course, you can use it at, of course, use it for some information about uh, something for at work or a possible job interview. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll provide your news, your weather, uh, also, it will play music, and also, if you ever order anything off of Amazon.com, ladies and gentlemen, it will, of course, keep track of where your order is from when it left its origin to, of course, to uh, until, of course, it reaches your its final destination, that being, of course, your home. Of course, remember, don't forget to try to pick up one today, the Amazon Echo Dot, a very useful research tool and the preferred research tool of the WCWUS radio network <clears throat> now ladies and gentlemen of course normally we would jump right into of course uh ser several stories courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com but during of course our uh our our stories from our friends at cnn we do of course have a a special visitor of course in here with us here tonight let's go ahead and introduce him <clears throat> he is of course like i said a compatriot here of course a Big fellow panelist here, of course, on uh, WCWS Revolution and NWO Wolfpack. He's also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a, a of course part of the broadcast team, which brings you WCWS Raw Radio on Monday afternoons, and also WCWS Sports Machine. Normally, of course, on Fridays. Sometimes they'll do it on special days. He's also a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer, and also a multiple-time title holder in both WCWS and the Gross Stuffless and Patel Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He does hail from the great city and state, of course, of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <coughs> and, of course, he does tell it like it is in the world of wrestling, sports, uh, and entertainment, and other, of course, forms of pop culture. Ladies and gentlemen, let us now welcome, of course, our very special guest here tonight on episode number 332 of uh, W of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Of course, you may know him also, you know, they know him as the Iceman and also, of course, the King of Pop. Ladies and gentlemen, let's, welcome, let's bring him in here right now, the one and only Mr. Jared D. Girolamo. And we do welcome, of course, JD to tonight's episode as we said of Outside the Ropes. JD, welcome. Uh, and I'm sure you got several things you would like to bring to our attention here, of course, here as well. Please, uh, please feel free, of course, before, of course, we continue to bring you some pop culture stories. Please go on right ahead. I only have one pop culture story to talk about, and then I'm going to get into the main focal point of the show, if I could. Uh, first off, of course, last night, NXT's TV rating. I was going to say this for tonight. However, honestly, of course, for 
Revolution, by the way. I will be on after AEW Dynamite 10, which should be a very good show. After doing 666,000 viewers, however, and a 0.17 rating last week, almost a 0.2, slow it shy of that. They delivered 591,000 viewers last year in a 0.1 rating. Last night, they went up to 705,000 in a 0.1 and a half rating. But that is not here nor there. I am here to talk about probably one of the most, as we all just heard moments ago, one of the most shocking, one of the most heartbreaking, one of the most just unbelievable stories of today. I mean, this comes on the verge of what happened 50 years ago this week. 50 years ago in Pittsburgh, however, is a long time. And for me, it's almost four years shy of where I'm at now. Less than four years than I'm at. And four years for some of us and over more than that. In 1933, the Pittsburgh Steelers were born and known as the Pittsburgh Pirates, later changing their name to the Steelers in the early 40s. They were known and named after the baseball team. In their early years, however, they were not a winning football team. Far from it, actually. Far from it, if you will, however, if you will. In 1969, however, a man by the name of Charles Henry Knoll, however, took over the team. After being an assistant to Don Shula, however, and many people thought, however, that Joe Paterno, who, by the way, today's birthday is today, and we honor him and wishing him a very somber happy birthday today since we lost him almost a decade ago, however. He was supposed to be the next coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1969. The Steelers, however, had their ups and downs during their early years. But in 1969, like we said, however, the Pittsburgh Steelers, however, had Charles Henry Knoll named as their coach, if you will. And he took over the team. After winning only a single game in 14 tries that first year, many people thought how it was the same old Steelers. Never winning games, however, continuing to alienate fans, however, continuing to just disgrace the name and just basically throw away the name. A lot of things had come out of that town, but winning football was not one of them. In 1975, Lockhower, the Steelers beat out the Chicago Bears for the top pick in the draft that year and drafted a country bumpkin by the name of Terry Bradshaw from Louisiana. Bradshaw, within a few years, however, would be an up-and-down sort of quarterback. And in 1974, <laughs> however, after being ridiculed and being labeled, however, Little Abner, among other names, however, the Pittsburgh Steelers made it to the championship game of the biggest prize of them all, the Super Bowl. And there they won their first ever championship, beating the Minnesota Vikings 16-6 to in New Orleans at ancient Tulane Stadium, beating the Vikings, however, as the Vikings became the first team to lose three Super Bowls in their history. But two years before that, however, the Steelers, however, somehow got lucky and drafted a scrawny little-aged fullback out of New Jersey who went to Penn State and played for Joe Paterno. Along with his later teammate, however, Penn State and somewhat opponent over the years in the 70s who played later for the Baltimore Colts, Lionel Mitchell, however, Franco Harris, however, came to Pittsburgh. And with it, the stories, however, started to grow tenfold. The Steelers in 1972 had their first winning season ever. The week before they played, however, what was later known as the Christmas Miracle game in Pittsburgh, the Steelers clinched their first ever championship in their history, beating the San Diego Chargers in San Diego, if you will. Thanks in large part to Franco, who had had a big monster rookie season. 
and Terry Bradshaw leading them to the championship. But it was there, however, thanks to Coach Chuck Knoll and owner Art Rooney, along with his son Dan, however, a man by the name of Francis Albert Sinatra introduced himself to the scrawny little running back out of North New Jersey. And along with a Pittsburgh, I believe, soldier and later became a general, however, formed a group called the Italian Army. And as we all know, it became known as Franco's Italian Army, as both Stagno and Frank Sinatra tabbed Franco, their general and captain and leader. Over the next 10-plus years, however, in Pittsburgh, he would lead him to four Super Bowls, being MVP in one of them, and becoming the first team to win four championships in six years, if you will. But back to the game. It was there on the day before Christmas Eve of 72 that miracles did happen, or so we thought. The Steelers, however, were up 6 nothing at one point, however, and it seemed like they were well on their way to winning their first ever championship. That is until Kenny the Snake, Snaper, and John Mann slithered their way to basically pulling ahead 7-6, however. And, of course, they went ahead that late in the game, and it seemed like a Christmas miracle and everything that had worked for that season was all for naught, and that the Steelers would have a run Christmas. But miracles do happen sometimes, don't they? They do indeed. Kurt Gowdy was on the call, however, one of the most craziest endings to one of the craziest games ever. My dad and my uncle were at that game that day, and I've heard that story many times over, and I will continue to hear that story for many times in the years to come. In fact, we have a soundbite from that game, however, so let's cue that up right now, however, from that memorable day, however, that happened on Saturday, the 23rd of December. 50 years ago. Bear with us. Okay, here we go. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Rachel Harris has it. And he's over. Terry Bradshaw threw the ball originally to his receiver, John Henry Frenchy Fuqua. Jack the Hammer Tatum hammered Fuqua. But where was Franco? He always played it to the end and was told to play it to the end, even going back to his days at Penn State, snatching the ball from defeat just before it hit the turf at the Old Three River Stadium, which was only just a few years old. And 60 yards later, he was down the sideline walking and running as fast as he could to prove that miracles do happen. And the Pittsburgh fans could not believe what they were seeing. They actually thought this was not true. Many people were in the audience that day did not believe it was true. Let's go back to telling you more of the sound after we play more of this clip. Like this, Ricochet. Ricochet out there off of Jack Tatum and into the man of the year, Franco Harris's hand. John Madden protested the call and later said that was one of the darkest days in Raider history. But the Steelers and the Raiders were like many teams of the 70s. There was always bad blood between the cities. There was bad blood between the fans. And for many years afterward, and even to this day, the Raiders still curse the Pittsburgh name of that famous day. 
But today, at least for one day, I'm sure, as was the rest of the league, however, they will honor the man that was Franco. Franco was only 25 at the time, folks. 25. I had not been born yet. That's beside the point. Franco Harris did prove that miracles do happen. Sad to say, unfortunately, eight days later, the Steelers have a chance of going to the big game and stop the undefeated Miami Dolphins, who were the best team in the NFL that year, came up a little short, and there would no be second miracle. But the Steelers had arrived on the doorstep of uh, greatness. And over the next several years, however, the Steelers would show that greatness well into the early 80s, as we said, by winning four championships. As Pittsburgh became the city of champions, whether it was the Steelers, the Pirates, the Pitt Panthers college football team, just the city in general. Even though the mills started to close and jobs were being put out for people, however, who with families and kids, however, they always had their sports teams to cheer for. I should know, I grew up in the 70s, however, born in 76, but like I said, when it came to the Steelers and Rivers, there was always bad blood, and I mean very bad blood. And I'll tell more of that story here tonight, however. But the story about how the Army came about, how is when Frank Sinatra showed up, however, the week before that game, and actually, along with Tony Stagno, a Vietnam vet, who I later believe like, became a uh, baker, however, I think a baker or whatever, he introduced himself, however, along with Frank Sinatra to Franco. And along with the Roonies and Coach Nolan, and later announcer Myron Cope, however, if you will, started an army, the Franco's Italian Army, that became well-known in Pittsburgh, and it was so magical. Anywhere you go, if you were Italian, if you weren't, however, you always wanted to salute the general, the captain, and the leader of Franco. That was him. <laughs> Eight days later, unfortunately, Pittsburgh came to heartache, not just because of the Susan, but also we lost another legend that same night on New Year's Eve night. The great Roberto Clemente had passed away suddenly at the age of 38, just two months after playing his last game as a Pittsburgh Pirate baseball player for 17 years, and Pittsburgh was in mourning. Fifty years later, almost a week to the day, almost ten days from now, to the day, we lost another Pittsburgh legend, and far too soon. When I woke up this morning and heard the news, I didn't want to believe it. I did not think it was true. I thought it was a dream. They were ready to honor him and retire his jersey. Pittsburgh was ready to celebrate despite the cold weather and everything. It felt like it was going to be back to the old 70s playoff weather games. And the games we all remember when we played as kids, despite the frigid temperatures, when we sled ride and played football and tried to get warm with hot chocolate and drinks and celebrating with kids and adults and just having a good old-fashioned Merry Christmas, White Christmas after all. They were ready to retire as Jersey Friday night, however, and give him his night to shine. Many of his old teammates and the fans and family and friends, however, of Franco's and around the city of Pittsburgh were ready to celebrate and ready to start Christmas week off despite the cold weather and celebrate. Saturday night, of course, was supposed to be even more exciting when they finally were going to give him his night once again to shine in front of the fans, more of the fans and people who weren't going to be able to attend the ceremony and people who were going to go to the game. Sure, there'll be some people still at the game, maybe depending on the weather and depends on how many people they draw, but that's not beside the point. No, 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 no. The story was, this was Christmas weekend, that miracles do happen and excitement was going to be coming again. And we're going to end the year hopefully on a positive note. But that suddenly turned into tragedy and heartache and sadness this morning when we heard the news. Like I said, when I woke up and heard the news, however, I didn't want to believe it. I'm still not wanting to believe this now. But unfortunately, we have to accept it, as we always say, that sometimes fate does 
some good things, some bad things. But I do have a couple memories of Franco I would like to share for you all now. Two very close to my heart. When I was young, a few years after he retired in 1984, when I was about 10 or 11, I believe. I think this is when it happened. I can't remember. He came to my old elementary school, I guess, to talk about his life as a football player and just to show up in my gym class and just talk to us kids at the time about his life and career in football. And I remember not paying attention. I remember that. But it was, at the time, I remember just not paying attention, and I would have been fascinated to hear his story. But it was kind of interesting from the parts I heard. Now fast forward the clock to 25 years later. I'm in my late 30s, almost 40. I'm with my two friends. I'm at a Christmas party. And who do I see at the party? How is one of the people that is there? It's Franco. I'm wearing a Penn State sweatshirt, the college he went to that day. I'll never forget the story. I was with two of my friends. My one friend was getting something. My other friend and I were uh, at the bar getting drinks and giving me something to eat. When Franco saddles up next to me and my buddy's off to the left of me, Franco's in the middle. I'm on the other side. Franco turns his head towards me, has a little smirk on his face and smiles at me and not, just, with a snot of his head, looks up and just nods up and looks at me and says to me, Hey. And I said, Yes. He's like, Nice shirt, kid. And I'm just awestruck. I'm completely just baffled and awestruck. And I said, I said, I'm just, whoa, I'm like, thank you, Mr. Harris. It's like, no problem. Merry Christmas to you. I said, Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, and we started talking. But the funny story about that was what happened next. He just what, he decided to buy it, me and my friend a drink. He said, he said you, you're trying to get something to drink? I said, yes, Mr. Harris. He said, don't worry, I'll take care of this. This is on me. So he bought me and my friend John a beer. And... I never forgot that, and I after, again I said thank you after, and he says don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's Christmas time. It's time to be full of merriment and joy and happiness. Have a good holiday, and then he just put his arm, put his arm on my shoulder, and just gave me a pat on the shoulder and said, have a good one. And I was completely shocked because my friend came back from the restaurant at the time while we're still there, just we're just looking at each other, me and my other friend, trying to look at each other like, what just happened? Tell us that, and, my, and we told my friend Aaron at the time, with an A, what happened. He didn't believe us. But me and my friend John are laughing, and we're thinking, this just didn't really happen. I've been telling this story all day, and I'm going to continue to tell the story in the days to come, in the years and months to come, and whatever. That's one of my favorite memories of him. But, anyway, that's beside the point. What I want to say to you now... Franco, is thank you. Thank you for being the most kindest, humblest, most gentlest person on this face of earth. But most of all, thank you for giving us memories that we will always cherish. From your days as a football player at the city of Pittsburgh that you grew to love and admire through the fans you touched, to the people you touched off the field, whether it be young kids like myself, adults, grandparents, uncles, aunts, nieces, nephews, whatever. But thank you for being a part of our history in the city of Pittsburgh and in sports lore. You were a gentle giant and one of a kind, and you will never, ever be forgotten. 
And so as we close this chapter into the night on this winter evening, it might be the longest day of the night, but and it might be the longest day, and it doesn't seem again that this did not really happen. We salute you with, let's just say, your army, <laughs> paying tribute to you as their general, as their leader and captain, but most of all to the people you touched in this city, the fans you made us all of, of your great play, of your charitable work, of your tireless, workless attitude that you gave us all. You were considered and you will always be considered a role model to many, including to myself and to everyone in Pittsburgh. But most of all, you will be remembered as the person you were that is a one-of-a-kind person. So, Franco, Saturday night, this game will be in your honor. This weekend now will be in your honor, even though it will not be the same without you being here. But all I can say is, to quote uh, Newt Rock, the All-American in the movie, when they said, win one for the Gipper, no, 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 no. This weekend will be one thing. It'll be win one for the Franco. The city of Pittsburgh, we will win this, hopefully for you and for your family and friends that you've touched. Thank you, Franco. You were the best. We will miss you. We will love you and miss you. And we will never forget you. Godspeed, my friend. Well put, indeed. Uh, of course, a very fitting tribute and a very, and a wonderful, wonderful, of course, uh, outlook, of course, and uh, uh, really, really tugging at your heartstrings, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, when you get an opportunity to meet not just someone famous, but of course, someone who you idolized someone that you looked up to and you know <clears throat> someone that you know you you uh definitely of course always put a smile on your face every time you every time you heard all the all the wonderful stuff of course they had they had done over the years and I don't I, I don't refer I don't refer to this as a story ladies and gentlemen I refer to this as a as a reminder of course is that always enjoy every single moment <clears throat> that you get a chance to endure because moments like especially with what JD just mentioned here tonight you will never have those moments you may not be able to have a moment moments like that ever ever again just try your, but just, uh, just think about it. whenever you get down on your luck with, with a lot of other things that have not gone your way. Think about everything that pleasant that's happened in your life, and you can better believe in all that. The day will go through a lot more quicker, a lot more faster, a lot more softer, and a lot more smoother. Because these, these, these are these are times that you get to. That, that you get to cherish. You don't get a chance to cherish too many things. And for, of course, our, for the, for, for, <clears throat> for the big man right here, this is truly one right here that, uh, <clears throat> that, that really, of course, has really, has really, of course, 
always has provided a, a, a tremendous pep in the step. And no doubt, of course, here, <clears throat> as, as we just heard from our friends at CNN, uh, a very, very, our, our, our thoughts, prayers, and condolences, of course, to the family, friends, and many, many fans. Maybe not just to Pittsburgh, but maybe all around the country who are who are always fans of the Steelers, even back in the day, up until today. Knew, of course, how tremendous this gentleman was. How he, st he, he still is to this very day. How much he has touched so many lives. And Mr. Harris, I say, <clears throat> with, of course, nothing but the utmost respect and the utmost love and honest nature. Thank you for giving us, always giving us something that we can always, we can always cherish, we can always dream about, we can always love. Sign back. And, oh, okay. And 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 will and and may not that may never see ever again, but that doesn't mean we can never relive it. Just like Mr. Just like this young man right here just brought us tonight. But you know, it's always it's always fun to bring up these wonderful, wonderful, you know. I mean and, and like I said. I don't like using the term story because, like I said, this is something that means true and blue to this, to this, to this gentleman's heart right here. And you know, it, this is more than just a story. This is, this is, this is just a, 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 a chapter in this in this young man's life right here. And I use that term with nothing but the utmost respect. That you know that I'm sure that will be written in, dare I say it, the book of J.D. That will be something that he will always, always remember. Thank you very much, sir, for bringing that, of course, being able to provide provide that outlook, of course, into this, this, this of course, <clears throat> to bring it, bring, bring in so many great memories in the world of sports. And I'm sure the sports world, in general, are probably have are pretty much right now sitting in a state of just like JD here is sitting in a state of shock, sitting in a state of mourning, <clears throat> and will forever, of course, remember those who do do remember that play 50 years ago. Can all and and always has gone back and looked at it and everything of that nature can always say you know what we're going to do everything we can to make this gentleman proud you know follow his legacy follow his dream follow his vision and who knows that might that might help us move one step up the ladder we will never try to outdo this man but the thing about it is all we can simply do is just 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 be all inspired indeed because you mr harris was 100% has always been 100% truly all inspiring. Of course, coming from a fellow football fan, and that's all I'm going to say about that. 
<clears throat> but because I have a high degree of respect for all the athletes out there, regardless of where you play it, regardless of what the sport is, like I said, you are, you were, and are always will be 100% dynamite in the world of football. Thank you. Godspeed. And may you now rest. And we look forward to seeing you down the road someday. I'm sure that. <clears throat> yeah, I will see you guys tonight. I'm going to be back on at 10 o'clock. On that note, I'm going to get rolling. Okay, JD. Thank you very much for providing that indeed. And we look forward to hearing more and more stuff about, of course, uh, your um, your encounter with this with this with this uh, wonderful football player. Uh, of course, tonight on on uh, of course Revolution plus a lot of other wrestling highlights as well. Thank you very much, there, JD, for coming on with us here this evening. And ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, of course, we do thank you for making a special appearance here. Uh, <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen, now, normally, like I said, we would have we brought up brought you several stories, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. Uh, <clears throat> but unfortunately, of course, we won't get a chance to do that. However, I do once again want to thank our friends at 411 Mania, uh, for, for always allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, uh, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And we still hope to try to get several more shows up and going here before 2022, of course, is out. Uh, and the one story, and we do, and like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to, of course, Uh, I would like to, I would, I would like to bring up, of course, uh, um, not to bring up just at least four stories from our pop culture, from our pop, from our pop culture report here tonight, uh, <clears throat> um, let's go ahead and bring those here, of course, here to you. The first story, I, the first story, of course, I will bring. If we do go past seven thirty, ladies and gentlemen, that is quite all right. But uh, I do want to try to get several, of course, of these stories that the the men, the men of Four Eleven Mania, did, of course, work hard to bring us. This story did come out. Let me see. Uh, did did of course come out on Sunday. I'd like to go ahead and read this story, as the new version of the movie Escape from New York. The directors of this new version of Escape from New York say that the film will not be a remake. There's still some time until the next Escape from New York comes to fruition, but the directors say it won't be a, a remake of the original classic. As reported last month, the trio known as Radio Silence. Uh, of course, who did Scream and Ready or Not, are directing a film that will revive the franchise, which began in 1981 with the John Carpenter-helmed original. The three members of the collective, Matt Bettentelli Alpen, Tyler Gillette, and Chad Villela, recently spoke with Entertainment Weekly, confirmed that they will not be remaking that original film. Villela said, 
that the reboot is still in the very, very early stages and added, we're very excited to be working with 20th century, 20th century on that. We're developing our take, and hopefully it'll be, it'll, we'll, you'll be going to, to script sometime in the new year and just really starting to lay the groundwork for that, but very early stages. Gillette added that the film is not a remake. That's one of those properties you can't remake. It's sort of untouchable to us and lives in its own stratosphere in terms of how important it is to us and how much we love it. So it will not be unlike Scream. I think a nod to and a, continu and a continuation of what we love about those characters and that world. As you know, the original Escape from New York did star Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken, a man brought out of prison to rescue the president from kidnappers who are on the island prison colony of Manhattan. It was followed up with Escape from L.A., which came out in 1997. And so that might mean, ladies and gentlemen, that Kurt Russell may not be at all involved in this in this if in fact they're not going to uh re, if this is not going to be considered a remake so the box office report ladies and gentlemen courtesy uh <clears throat> um uh that that we uh that, that that jeremy thomas did post to here of course on a sunday let's bring you of course Let's bring you, of course, this story. Let's bring this right here as we have, of course, the top 10 movies from this past weekend. Of course, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in several weeks, a movie, one movie has knocked off Black Panther Wakanda Forever off the number one spot, and that is Avatar The Way of Water, which did, of course, make $134 million, of course. Uh, <coughs> um it did make $134 million this past weekend. That's how much it's made total. And it's made $434.5 million worldwide. Black Panther of Wakanda Forever didn't get in $5.4 million this past weekend. And so far, it's made $419 million total and $786.4 million worldwide. Number three, Violet Knight, $5 million this weekend. This past weekend, $35 million total and $55.1 million worldwide number four strange world 2.2 million this weekend 33.8 million dollars total 56.7 million dollars worldwide number five the menu 1.7 million this past weekend it's made 32.1 million dollars total and 60.8 million dollars worldwide number six devotion 825 thousand dollars this past weekend 18.7 million dollars total and $19 million worldwide. Number seven, The Fablemans made $750,000 this past weekend. So far, it's made $8.7 million total and also worldwide. Number eight, Black Adam, still on the list, hanging in there as best as possible, but it made only $500,000 this past weekend. So far, it has made $167.7 million total and $390 million worldwide. Number nine, I Heard the Bells made $309,000 this past weekend. So far, it's made $5 million total and worldwide. And number 10, Empire of Light, so far has made $235,000 this weekend. And it has also made $471,000 total and also worldwide. They are predicting that next weekend, ladies and gentlemen, that Avatar The Way of Water will continue to dominate. 
The only other new release that will come out this past weekend <clears throat> um, um, will well, actually will be coming out, I believe, starting today, uh, which will be uh, this, 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 the Shrek spinoff, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, and it's possibly targeting possibly $20 million for the uh, three-day, the three-day, of course, uh, Christmas weekend. So that might be considered. They might, it might start. It might, of course, be become a big-time runner here. But we'll definitely, they'll definitely be monitoring that, and we'll let you know, of course, what they say. Uh, two more we're going to bring you here right here before we get to some of your pop culture history and birthdays here tonight. Jack Gregory posted a story on Saturday as cameos from Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot were cut from the movie The, the Flash. As previously reported, Henry Cavill has officially departed the role of Superman going forward, and now sources have told The Hollywood Reporter that his previously shot cameo for 2023's The Flash has been cut as well. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman cameo has reportedly received the same treatment in the wake of the studio's rejection at Patty Jenkins' third film in that franchise. With James Gunn and Peter Safran helming the newest iteration of the DCEU, it remains to be seen what other changes might occur in the future for these characters. So they are really, of course, ladies and gentlemen, doing a number on some of the DC superhero movies and all that. Of course, obviously, we didn't see that a whole lot. Of, we did not see, ladies and gentlemen, a whole lot of these um, <clears throat> um, we did not see like a whole, a whole lot of these take place during, um, during for any movies made by Marvel. So apparently DC is getting, of course, a very big time rough treatment. Um, so we'll definitely be monitoring that, of course, very, very carefully. And Joseph Lee added this story, of course, on Saturday. As, I, as Iron Man, House Party, and more have officially been added to the National Film Registry, the Library of Congress has announced that the 25 films that are going into the National Film Registry, which include the first MCU movie, Iron, Iron Man joins fellow superhero movies, The Dark Knight and Superman, in the registry. It's also the first Marvel movie in general to make the list. Other notable movies going in this year include the original version of Stephen King's Carrie, Disney's The Little Mermaid, and also comedy classics When Harry Met Sally and House Party. The National Film Registry preserves up to 25 films each year that have that have culturally or, or historically or, as, or aesthetically significant and showcase a range of and diversity of American film heritage. With these additions, there are now 850 films in the registry, Movies must be at least 10 years old to be eligible and are chosen by a librarian of, of Congress, Carla Hayden, with consultation from members of the National Film Preservation Board and other specialists. The list does include the following, ladies and gentlemen. Mardi Gras Car Carnival from 1898. Cap Calloway's Home Movies from 1948 to 1951. Cyrano de Bergerac from 1950. Charade from 1963. Scorpio Rising, also 1963. Behind Every Good Man from 1967, 
the Titty Cup Follies, 1967, Mingus from 1968, Man, Man, Manzanar from 1971, Betty Tells Her Story from and Superfly, both from 1972, Attica from 1974, like we said, the original Carrie, and also the movie Union Maids from 1976, Word is Out, Stories of Our Lives from 1977, Bush Mama from 1979, The Ballad of Gregorio Cortez, 1982, Edom Hakeem Hoplet, 1984, Hairspray from 1988, The Little Mermaid and Tongues Untied from 1989, also When Harry Met Sally from 1989, House Party from 1990, Iron Man, as we said, the first one with Robert Downey Jr. from 2008, and Pariah from 2011. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, with some of your pop culture stories. We do thank 411 Mania for bringing that here to us, of course, tonight. 7.17 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen, 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND. This is episode 332 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Of course, this is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, on the line here with you. Do not forget episode number uh, 1,000. <clears throat> uh, give us this, give us this one second here and make sure I have this. Uh, uh, let me see. <coughs> I, do, I, I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, this would be episode number. Um, you, have to, you have to excuse me here because I'm going to make sure that I have the I, be, I believe it's episode 1237 of WCW, WCWS Revolution, of course, 138055-pound. If, if that episode number is incorrect, folks, I apologize. Coming up here tonight, of course, in addition to your news and views and history and birthdays, we will talk about what happened, of course, on NXT. We will talk about, of course, AW Dynamite. We will also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will we will talk about some of the stuff we were going to talk about last night on Revolution, but because we had an audio and technical problem, which we still have not been able to explain, we will of course try to cover what happened Monday night, of course, on Raw, and some other, of course, things, including, of course, our special surprise that we were going to do last night. But we hope to, of course, do that tonight as well. So be sure to listen in to Revolution tonight at nine o'clock, one three eight zero five five pound. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I did happen to notice here um, that there was primarily one wrestling story. We may or may not get to that story here until tonight on Revolution. So I do, I do, I do apologize for that, but we will, <coughs> but we will, of course, here. <coughs> but if we, but if we, if we do not, of course, get to that. story, Story before the night's out, then we will talk about it, of course, on Revolution coming up here at nine o'clock. And we hope we do not suffer the same problem that we suffered last night. Here we go for our pop culture, history, and birthdays for today, December 21st. On a state in 1898, scientists Pierre and Marie Curie discover radium. On a state in 1968, during the Apollo 8 mission, the first manned moon voyage was launched with Frank Borman, Jim Lavelle, and William Anders. 
on this date in 1988. <clears throat> the Lockerbie disaster occurred. A terrorist bomb destroys Pan Am Flight 103 midair over Scotland, kills all 259 passengers and crew on board, and 11 people on the ground. It was reported here just recently that they actually caught the man that was responsible for that uh, for that uh, for that bombing. Of course, <clears throat> I think it was one day last week they actually reported that I believe. And all this said in 1991, the Soviet Union formally dissolves as 11 of 12 republics signed a treaty forming Commonwealth of Independent States. Today in movies and television history on the state in 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which was the very first full-length animated feature film, of course, in, in, in the earliest movie and the earliest in the Walt Disney animated classic series, premieres at the Carthay Circle Theater in Los Angeles. On this date in 1968 in music history, Glenn, Glenn Campbell's album called Wichita Lineman goes number one in the United States. States. And today in sports history on the state in 1891 is the first game of basketball based on rules created by James Naismith. It was played by 18 students in Springfield, Massachusetts. On the state in on the state in 1913, the first crossword puzzle with 32 clues was printed in New York World. Some birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. Thomas Beckett passed was born on the state in 1117. He would pass away in 1170. Roger Williams was born on the state in 1603. He would pass away in 1684. Benjamin Disraeli was born on the state in 1804. He would pass away in 1881. Uh, Walter Hagen was born on the state in 1892. He would pass away in 1969. Kurt Waldheim was born on the state in 1918. He would pass away in 2007, and Emmanuel Macron today turns 45 years old. Some other birthdays to speak of, legendary singer Frank Zappa was born on the state in 1940. He would pass away in 1993. Today, Jane Fonda turns 85 years old. Samuel L. Jackson turns 74. Tennis legend Chris Everett today turns 68. Comedian and actor Ray Romano turns 65. And Carrie Webb today turns 48 years old. On the state in 2012, the song Gangnam Style by Psy becomes the first video to reach 1 million views on YouTube. <clears throat> on the state in 1762 in, in, in our weddings, British explorer Captain James Cook Mary's Elizabeth Batts. On this day in 1886, the founder of the Girl Scouts of the United States, Juliet Gordon Lowe, who was 26 at the time, would marry William McKay Lowe in Savannah, Georgia. And on this day in 1947, legendary actress Estelle Getty, best known for the movie Mannequin and also, of course, the TV show The Golden Girls, who was 24 at the time, would marry Arthur Gettleman. Two divorces to speak of on this day in 1945. Uh, author and journalist Ernest Hemingway, best known for The Old Man in the Sea, and journalist Martha Gilhorn would divorce after only five years of marriage. And I want to say in 2010, actor Sean Bean from The Lord of the Rings, 
who was 51 at the time, with divorced actress Georgina Sutcliffe, who was 32 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after five years of, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, after two years of marriage. Some passings that took place on this date. <clears throat> Frank Kellogg, who I think Kellogg's brand of cereals was named after, passed away on this date in 1937. F legendary writer F. Scott Fitzgerald passed away on the state in 1940. Uh, General George S. Patton passed away on the state in 1945. Uh, Jack Hobbs passed away on the state in 1963. Mark Connolly passed away on the state in 1980. And Al Gross passed away on this date in 2000. Uh, <clears throat> on the state in 1915, the Prime Minister's son, Raymond Asquith, tells his wife... Uh, of life and death on the battlefront of World War One, of course, on this day in Let's go to your movies and television history. On the state in 1914, the first feature-length silent film comedy, Tilly's Punctured Romance, was released, starring Marie Dressler, Mabel Norman, and Charlie Chaplin. On the state in 1925, the Soviet silent film Battleship Potemkin was directed by Sergei Eisenstein, and it starred Alexander Antonov, Vladimir Barsky, and, Gre and Grigory Alexandriov. It would premiere in Moscow. On a state in 1929, Coco the Clown first appears for Bertram Mill Circus in, Mat in Manchester, England. On a state in 1933, Fox Films signs Shirley Temple, who was five years old at the time, to a studio contract. On a state in 1934, the French film Zuzu premieres in Paris, starring Josephine Baker. She's the first African-American woman the star in a major motion picture. As we said, 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which was the first full-length animated feature film and the earliest in the Walt Disney Animated Classic Series, would premiere at the Carthay Circle Theater in Los Angeles. On the state in 1949, Samson and Delilah was directed and produced by Cecil B. DeMille, starring, starring Hedy Lamar and Victor Mature, would premiere in New York, and on the state in 1952, WSBD, SBT uh, TV Channel 22 in South Bend, Indiana, a CBS affiliate would begin their broadcasting. Some birthdays in the in the world of movies and, te and television. Jane Fonda turns 85 today. Frank Zappa was born on this date in 1940. He would have been, if he would lived, he would if, if he was still alive today, he would have turned. 82 years old, but he sadly passed away in 1993. Also today, Samuel L. Jackson turns 74, and Ray Romano turns 65. Some passings on the state in 1937, Ted Healy, whose was, real name was Ernest Nash, who was, a, who was born right here in America, was a vaudeville, vaudeville stage and screen actor and comedian, best known for Mad Love, San Francisco, and Soup to Nuts, and was actually the, the the original developer 
of the Three Stooges, sadly would pass away due to complications of alcoholism at the age of 41. On the state in 1955, Dorothy Bernard, who was a legendary actress best known for, who played Margaret on Life with Father, would pass away at the age of 65. On this date in 1958, H.B. Warner, an actor of British descent, best known for Sunset Boulevard and The King of Kings, would pass away at the age of 83. And on this date in 1962, Sid Saylor, whose real name was Leo Saylor, S-A-I-L-O-R, was a silent and sound screen character actor born right here in America, best known for Arizona Days and the Three Mesquiteers, not musketeers, but mesquiteers, but passed away of a heart attack at the age of 67. So weddings, as we said, of course, 1947, Estelle Getty would marry Arthur Gettleman. 1958, actress Ingrid Bergman, who was 43 at the time, would marry producer Lars Schmidt. On a state in 1977, uh, David Mamet, who was a who was a playwright and screenwriter of a who was born right here in America, America, and of course he was of Jewish descent, who wrote uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross, would marry his first wife, actress Lindsay Krauss. On a state in 1983, Loretta Swit, best known, for, of course, best known for the TV show MASH, who was, 40, who was 46 at the time, would marry actor Dennis Holl- Holland. They would divorce. Uh, let's see. Um, 12 years later in 1995. I want to say 1991, actress Jane Fonda, who was 55 at the time, would marry CNN founder Ted Turner at the, at the home of Ted Turner in North of North Florida. And of course, one divorce we did, we did of course, uh, speak on this earlier. I want to say in 2010, of course, Sean Bean would divorce Georgina Sutcliffe after two years of marriage due to irreconcilable differences. And now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, let's go to your music and history and birthdays right here. On the say in 1920, Jerome Kerr and B.G. De Silva's musical Sally would premiere in New York City. 1941, on this day, Dave, David Diamond's first symphony would premiere. 1945, Billion Dollar Baby opens at Alvin Theater in New York City for 219 performances. Uh, two moments up from, from this date in 1946. First off, if the shoe fits, would close at Century Theater in New York City after 20 performances. And also Morton Gould's Minstrel Show would premiere in Indianapolis. On a say in nineteen fifty, Cole Porter's musical Out of This World premieres at New Century Theater, New York City. It would run for one hundred and fifty-seven performances. On a say in nineteen sixty, Ornette Coleman records his influential album <clears throat> Free Jazz, a collective imp- improvisation, establishes the name for the free jazz sound. And on the state of 1968, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, and Graham Nash, of course, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, would premiere together in California. 
one birthdays. We said Frank Zappa was born on this date, 1940. He would pass away in 1993. Some passings in the world of music. On this date in 1734, Philippe Heisenhoff uh, who was a lutenist and Baroque composer of Bohemian descent, would pass away at the age of 54. On this date in 1755, Kaspar Ruretz, a composer of German descent, would pass away at the age of 47. On this date in 1807, John Newton, a cleric and hymnist of English descent, would pass away at the age of 82. And on this date in 1820, Charles Francois uh, de Manchau, a pianist and composer of French descent, would pass away at the age of 45. Some weddings here on a stage in 1996. Pop singer Lionel Richie, who was 47 at the time, would marry clothing designer Diane Alexander, who was 30 at the time at the Metropolitan Club in New York. They would divorce eight years later in 2004. Two, two weddings took place on the stage in 2012. First off, Harry Judd from the British band McFly, who was 27 at the time, would marry uh, Izzy Johnston from the from the a violinist from the group Escala, who was 29 at the time, at St. Nicholas Church in Harpenton, Hertz, England. And also on the same day, Rolling Stones guitarist Ronnie Wood, who was 65 at the time, would marry theater producer Sally Humphreys, who was 34 at the time, at the Dorchester Hotel in London. And on the day in 2014, uh, British pop piano player and singer Elton John, who was 67 at the time, would marry Canadian filmmaker David Furnish, who was 52 at the time, at their estate in Windsor, England, on the ninth anniversary of their civil partnership. Yes, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to say, say it fully, but that is, in fact, 100% correct. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your sports history and birthdays for today. On the same 1891, the first game of basketball, based on rules created by James Naismith, was played by 18 students in Springfield, Massachusetts. 1918, the Red Sox trade Dutch Leonard, Ernie Shore, and Duffy Lewis to the Yankees for Ray Caldwell and Slim Love, Frank Glahui, Al Walters, and also $15,000. On the same day in 1925, Test batsman Hunter Stork Hendry scores career best unbeaten 325 for Victoria against New Zealand in drawn tour match at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. I would say 1926 soccer team DOS struggle officially forms. 1932 the Giants signed former outfielder Billy Southworth as a coach. I would say in 1936 Bradman's second consecutive Test cricket duck Australia all out for 80. Two moments on this date in 1937, the Chicago Blackhawks left wing Paul Thompson becomes first player in NHL history to score a goal against his brother, scores on goaltender Cecil Thompson of the Boston Bruins, with just nine seconds left in regulation. Bruins do win the game, however, two to one. And also O'Reilly completes 14 of 98 for cricket match, uh, New South Wales versus South Australia. As we said, some birthdays here, of course, today. Uh, Walter Hagen was born on this date in 1892. He would pass away in 1969. Baseball great Dave Kingman today turned 74. Tennis legend Chris Everett turned 68. Uh, Kerry Webb today turns 48. 
And also, like I said, Jack Hobbs, I believe might have been a, I believe he might have been a golfer. I'm not sure. I think that's correct. Was Did pass away on this day in 1963. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, of course, with your, uh, with, of course, your uh, pop culture history and birthdays. And, of course, we will. some of these may end up getting repeated on Revolution coming up, of course, in about <clears throat> at least one hour and a half. And, ladies and gentlemen, we do primarily just have one wrestling story we're going to bring you here right now. We will, uh, we will if we're able to, we, are, we will, of course, in fact, repeat it uh, tonight, of course, on Revolution, of course, as well. But I do, I do want to, of course, bring this up here as it's various news, courtesy of Joseph Lee. Uh, <clears throat> uh, first off, Eva Marie Suttley teases a WWE return. Also, a pre-sale code for AEW in Long Island. And also, video highlights of NXT. On Twitter, Eva Marie seemed to be teasing a WWE return not actually saying anything. Her Twitter profile currently says that she is a WWE superstar, even though she was released last year. In addition to that, she liked a tweet from Fightful Sean Ross Sepp, who mentioned that he doesn't think we're done with WWE returns. And there's a picture, of course, on Sean Ross Sepp's Twitter account, if you want to check that out, which is at Sean Ross Sepp. Also, there will be a pre-sale Tomorrow, for AEW's return to Long Island on April 5th of next year, the sale begins at 10 a.m. Eastern and can be found. There's a link right here where I'm just reading this story. If you want to, of course, uh, if you want to check that out, which is Ticketmaster.com forward slash events, event forward slash 30005, capital D, number 8, capital E, capital C, capital E, one five. 117 capital B. Of course, it will have the code capital U, capital M, capital H, capital J, capital M, and the number three. It will end at 10 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Tickets will go on sale to the general public on Friday. And also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't know if we'll uh, po uh, find, get these up here, of course, here in time. We may be able to get, we may be able to, if we do get these video highlights up from last night's, of course, edition of NXT, I will go ahead and point out here, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't get them up, if we don't get them tonight, we will try our best to get to, to get it up, to, to, to fix them up so we'll be able to post them on our uh, NXT US uh, Facebook page, if you wish to, of course, go back and uh, check that out. But we'll give this an opportunity to fix up here, and we will get them posted on the page here as soon as we possibly can. On that note here, folks, I want to thank you very much here for listening here tonight. To episode number 332 of, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> and we do hope, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we do, uh, we do, of course, do not run into any problems on tonight's edition of Revolution like we did last night. 
and I do once again want to apologize for that for having to end that show abruptly. But of course, unfortunately, it was just a unfortunate circumstance. We don't know why in the world it did what it did, but we hope we do not run into the same situation uh, tonight, of course, here as well. <clears throat> so until then, ladies and gentlemen, we, please, we do, of course, encourage you to, of course, check out all of our pages on Facebook. Look at the latest posters we've got, of course, some classic matches, classic sports games, classic uh, TV show moments, and just about everything, of course, under the sun here, folks. So be sure to listen in to check out everything we've got posted on Facebook. And also check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows, of course, here on TalkShoot that we've done over the past seven years. And you might find some very interesting things that we have talked about here over time. And you, it might be something, of course, definitely worth listening to indeed. Until then here, folks, we do thank you, of course, here for listening. And we'll be back here later on here this evening. Until then, since 2015, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and please stay safe. <clears throat> this is since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWUS radio network we'll talk at you of course a little bit later on this evening on revolution take care it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.